Water appears everywhere throughout the early books of the Bible, from Noah's Ark to the passing of the Red Sea. And then Jesus announces his arrival by being plunged into the River Jordan. Then he walks on a lake and switches gallons of the wet stuff into vintage wine at a wedding. If you want to know what God is like, then take a look at the life of Jesus. His words, his actions, his reactions and his interactions with others. The signposts are there too in the physical world that we live in. The fingerprints of the Father are everywhere, from the beauty of creation to the ultimate force of the elements. The power of the ocean is an awesome thing, but it can also be deadly and humanity has never successfully brought it fully under control. The fear of water is very common, of course, and it's there on more than one occasion in the accounts of the life of Jesus. The Bible describes a fascinating event where Jesus and Peter, one of his disciples, meet on a lake. Peter is in a boat with a few of the others, as Jesus walks towards them. Peter reckons he's up for it as well, and it goes okay to start with, but then things go badly wrong. Here's how that whole event is described in the pages of the Bible. The disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him, they were terrified. In fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. The RNLI, or the Royal National Lifeboat Institution, is one of the most respected and honoured organisations in our nation. Many people who have been plucked out of the sea owe those volunteer crews a debt that could never be repaid. Lifeboats have been used since 1834, but not always to rescue people. During the Second World War, the RNLI went to the rescue of ships that had been sunk, navigated minefields, towed vessels full of explosives or carrying secret information, plucked downed aircrew out of the sea, ferried food to remote villages, carried doctors to the injured and priests to the dying. 
Coxswain William Gammon was the skipper on a lifeboat that went to the aid of a Royal Naval frigate that had been caught in a storm in 1944 off the Welsh coast. With little thought for their own safety, they set off into the darkness and danger to carry out the rescue. As the lifeboat cut through the waves, the frigate came into view and the experienced coxswain assessed the perilous situation. The stricken ship was plunging up and down in the waves with its anchor airborne at the end of a chain. In an extraordinary act of seamanship, Cox and Gammon held the lifeboat alongside long enough for three of the crew to jump onto the safety of its deck. He repeated the remarkable manoeuvre 12 more times until all 42 of the ship's company had been rescued. For a lifeboat crew of young men in their prime, it would have been impressive. But two of them were in their 60s, two more in their mid-70s. It's almost unbelievable. Three years after that epic rescue, coxswain William Gammon and seven of his crew were killed when the lifeboat Edward Prince of Wales was sunk, attempting to rescue the SS Sam Tampa that had put out a distress call in a hurricane off the Bristol Channel. A story that has such massive resonance with the story of the Bible, the story of God. From Genesis to Revelation, God is performing rescue after rescue for individuals, families, communities and entire nations. People believe that becoming a Christian is about taking on a pious religion. It is nothing of the sort. So let me explain it as plainly as I can. There's good news and there's bad news. The bad news is that we have all broken God's perfect law and are separated from him as a result, ultimately forever. But the good news is that God sent his son Jesus to pluck us out of the waves and the storms of human wreckage. This one verse in the Bible sums it up brilliantly. Jesus Christ died for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring us safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. Okay, so how does it work in simple English for you and me? The answer to that question is found in that story from the Bible when Peter responded to the invitation from Jesus to walk on the water. There's quite a lot going on in that story that are really important clues in helping us to understand how we respond to God's offer today. It's one of those moments when the humanity and the divinity of Jesus are present at the same time. Jesus is reminding Peter and all the others on that boat who he really is, fully God and fully man. If he was only God, then how could we relate to him? But if he was only man, how could he save us? Peter did walk on the water, at least initially, and that required a bold step on his part, one that he doesn't seem to get a lot of credit for. He had to step out of the boat into the rough seas in response 
to the invitation from Jesus. He was successful all the time. He had his eyes fixed on Jesus, but the minute he looked down at the waves and he took on the reality of his circumstances, he started to drown and Jesus had to save him before both of them got into the boat. In the RNLI story, William Gammon brought the lifeboat alongside the Navy frigate, but the crew still had to take a leap of faith to get off the sinking ship and onto the safety of the lifeboat. It's the same for us when we respond to God's offer to rescue us from our storm. We have to recognize who Jesus is and then take the big step. You can do that right now where you are. Put your trust in God and all that has been achieved through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his son. Take the leap of faith today. Pray this prayer along with me. Father God, thank you for rescuing me through the sacrifice of your son. I take that leap of faith today from the sinking ship of my life onto the safe place of relationship with you. Amen.